My topic is the danger of not taking responsibility for our wrongs. Danger of not taking responsibility. Now, we read about um, mediums. Many people, when they are in, having difficulties, when they are uncertain about life, they seek answers. And among the ways that people seek answers is that they um, seek mediums, go to mediums. Mediums here, um, plural mediums instead of media, but we use the word medium because it's referred to people who are um, claimed to have um, power to explain difficult situations. Um, in this case, we deal with somebody who claimed to be able to, to communicate with the dead. Um, a name for that is necromancy. Necromancy is, is the science of communi communicating with the dead. A lot of people, when they are going through difficulty, they want to hear. Um, and they believe that the dead is able to, to um, tell them difficult things that they don't understand. Or the dead is able to um, tell the future. Um, some people go to mediums to seek protection. And um, they, they, they claim that there are spirits that can protect them and the medium can um, help them to get protection from, from spirits. And some people um, call the science voodoo or obia or whatever you want to call it. Um, some people go to fort fortune tellers to tell them what it is, um, is going to happen to them in their life. Some people go to get themselves covered. If they're going to do business, they, they want to be covered so that their business will be successful. And some people believe that people are trying to stop them from succeeding. And so they go to mediums to, to protect themselves so that they can they can have success. All these things are not what God wants us to do. The scripture gives us clear instruction as to what to do when things go wrong and when we do not, we do not know what to do, when we have no answers. When we don't know what to do, the scripture tells us what to do. According to Second Samuel, um, Second Chronicles, chapter seven, the Bible tells us Second Chronicles seven, verse fourteen. 
I'll start at verse 13, it says, And if I shut up the heavens, that there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or if I send pestilence among my people, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lives. So the Bible tells us clearly what to do when we are uncertain or when we have problems in our lives, whether it is through some plagues or, or sickness or if it's drought or whatever it is, the Bible tells us that we should humble ourselves and pray and seek God's face, turn from our wicked ways. That way God will forgive our sins and heal our lives. We have to take responsibility for our spiritual well-being. Whenever things go wrong, we must examine our lives to see if we are um, living according to how God wants us to live. In, in most cases, it is not what other people do to us. A lot, of believe, a lot of people believe that when things go wrong with them is somebody else do something. And that they can solve that problem by getting a medium to tell them what to do. According to the scriptures, everyone should bear punishment for his own sins. Everyone is responsible for his own actions. Whatever we do, we must take responsibility. But something I want to say too is that no demon, no demonic being is going to solve our problems. The Bible says that the thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill and to destroy. And if we go through mediums to seek um, help, quite likely the help that we're going to get is not going to help us. It's going to be a, a, a it's going to be a trap for us to fall into something deeper and worse than where we are. So we must understand that how medium work. I don't know a lot about mediums, but I, from the scripture, they, when you go to mediums, they don't operate through the spirit of God. They operate through demonic forces. We have to understand that. That the mediums don't operate through the spirit of God. They operate through demonic um, sources, forces. Saul had lived a life of disobedience. 
he failed to execute God's command on the Amalekites. When God sent them to destroy the Amalekites and to kill all the cattle and so on, he saved the cattle and he didn't do what God wanted him to do. So he disobeyed God. He tried to kill David because of David's um, success, uh, his military success. He was able to, to kill Goliath and do mighty acts in battle. Better than Saul, he was a better fighter. He was a better general than Saul. And Saul was jealous of that. And he, he decided he was going to kill David. And he spent a lot of time trying to get David to kill him. At one stage, we also commanded one, a fellow by the name of Doeg, to kill the, the, the priest, the high priest. Because the high priest helped David, so he sent and killed the high priest. So Saul was a disobedient man. He, he lost the luxury of a cordial relationship with God. He lost the luxury of a harmonious relationship with God because of his disobedience. And it can happen to us too. When we are disobedient, when we are not living according to God's word, we will lose that relationship that we had before. He was not hearing from God. Neither was he talking to God. You know, there comes a time when we feel like the heaven is locked. There's a ceiling overhead that we can get through to God, so it seems. What do we do then? We should examine ourselves because God is not at fault. If anybody is wrong, it's not God. It would be us. So Saul lost that um, communication, that relationship with God. He lost it. So it so happened that there was a war. The Philistines um, challenged the children of Israel in the, to a war. And um, Saul was not hearing from God. He needed confidence in God. Whenever we have a challenge before us, we need confidence. We need spiritual um, help. We need spiritual guidance whenever we have a challenge. But Saul, he was lonely. Samuel had died. The prophet who used to communicate with him and he would have brought God's word to him, would have told him what to do and um, so on. But Samuel had died and now he didn't have anybody to talk to, didn't know where to turn. If Saul were alive, he would have told him what God wants him to hear, whether good or bad. The problem was God's silence. You see, Saul did not like the silence. 
We were not hearing from God. Our spirit is troubled. And we don't like the silence. We want to hear from God. This was a problem. But instead of examining himself and to see what was wrong with his relationship with God, what he should do about his relationship with God, he sought spiritual, a spiritual medium, a necromancer, somebody who could communicate with the dead. And strangely, he didn't ask for a man, he asked for a woman. I don't know why. He said, get me a woman with a familiar spirit. So I don't, I can't say why he chose a woman, but maybe there were more women um, with familiar spirit. <clears throat> so, but remember, he had driven out all these people out of the, the land. Because when he was zealous for the Lord, he, he had commanded all the, the people with familiar spirit to be cut off and to be driven away. So they went and hide. So now we couldn't find one. Now we, we are going back. You know, the Bible telling us about going back like a dog to his vomit and a pig to the waller. Things that we rejected once. We are going back to it. Now Saul had rejected necromancy and had driven out all the, 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 the um, mediums out of the land. But now he found that he needed one. So he thought. So they found one at Endor. And they, Saul disguised himself to go to the, 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 the medium. Or the woman with the familiar spirit. He disguised himself. Why did he disguise himself? Well, he was the king. The king shouldn't be going to a medium. It's below his dignity to go to a medium. He knew that he, he was doing something wrong. That could be another reason. He knew that it was wrong to, to, to visit a medium. And then he was the one who drove out the medium, so no one would be afraid of him. Anyhow, he went to the medium. Now, he asked the medium to bring up Samuel. Now, I'm not here to tell you whether he could, she could bring up Samuel or not. The thing is still very fuzzy to me. I'm not quite, it's not quite clear to me what is happening here. And maybe to you too, it, it could be very puzzling what is happening. But the fact is that the woman was able to bring up Samuel. She had a familiar spirit. She was skilled in the art of necromancy. She dealt with demons. This was a woman with the ability, tremendous ability. She could bring up Samuel, whatever that meant. 
And she brought up Samuel. She still didn't know all about demons because um, when she um, when she brought up Samuel, she found out she could identify Saul. Things were, were revealing to her because now she brought up Samuel. She said, oh, but you are Saul. You have deceived me. This woman has tremendous power. I want to say that. It's not because a person can perform signs and wonders does not mean that the person is of God. Got to be careful. Because sometimes because we think that because we see signs and wonders, surely God is at work here. We have to be very careful because remember in uh, Moses before Pharaoh, he threw down his rod and it became serpent. And Pharaoh, Pharaoh's servants also threw down their rods and they became serpents. So there were ability there. She was able to identify Samuel when Saul um, this, when Saul described Samuel to her. Samuel is an old man and he had um, he had on a, a kind of garment. So Saul was able to identify um, Saul was able to identify Samuel and say, yes, this is Samuel. As I said, this is very fuzzy because um, um, from my understanding is that once a person is dead, he's gone, and we cannot go back to the dead to find out anything down there, as far as I know. But here we are, somebody communicating with the dead. Samuel's message to Saul. What was it? It is debatable to say whether um, she really brought back Samuel from the dead or whether it was a demon who impersonated Samuel. It was, it's difficult to say. We, it's not clear. It's debatable. The latter seemed most likely. And from the scripture, it seemed um, we a story with Dives and Lazarus that um, there's a gulf between um, the, the, the people who, who die and, and go into heaven and those who are not. And that they cannot come back to earth. You know, they can't come across. So, so it, it's most likely that she didn't bring up Samuel. She brought up maybe some demon to impersonate Samuel, to look like Samuel. And, and, but one thing about the, the, the message is that it was um, true. 
One thing that was evident about the encounter of Saul and Samuel is that Samuel's message to Saul was an accurate prediction of what was going to happen to Saul in the battle. It was an accurate prediction. Samuel, Saul was going to lose the battle. He was going to be killed. And Israel was going to be um, defeated. That thing was true. It came to pass. Now you might want to say that if something comes to pass, it has to be of God. No. Here, this is not of God. Because you don't go to a, um, a, a medium, a necromancer, to hear from God. Necromancers don't speak on God's behalf. My topic is the danger of not taking responsibility when we are, when, when we are wrong, when we do wrong. You see, Saul's problem was that he did not deal with his sin. He did not repent of his sin. He did not humble himself before God. He did not seek God's face. He did not turn from his wicked ways so that he could be forgiven and the land could be healed. Instead, he sought a medium. Let's look at Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 13 and 14. It said, if my people, oh, I'm paraphrasing now, if things happen to you that you can't understand, if you have calamity, if you have trouble and problems, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek God's face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and heal their lands. What do you do when you come upon difficult things in life? You humble yourself. You seek God's face. You pray, seek God's face, and you turn from your wicked ways, and God will forgive your sins and heal your life. And um, if he had maintained a good relationship with God, he would not have had this dilemma. He would not have come into this dilemma if he had been living right with God. We would be able to trust God. He should, have, he should have applied Isaiah 55, verse 6 and 7. It says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thought. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to God, for he will abundantly pardon. 
the our answer to our problems. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. There's still time for us to seek the Lord. What Saul did, he gave up on God. He didn't seek God. He didn't call upon him. He didn't trust in the mercy of the Lord, but he had his own way. According to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Trust in the Lord at all times. Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. You see, when we trust in the Lord with all our heart, we don't need to go and seek a medium. We don't need the help of a medium because the mediums cannot really help us. Look at Psalm 20. Let's turn to Psalm 20. He says, the Lord hear thee in the day of trouble. The name of the Lord of Jacob defend thee. Send thee help from the sanctuary and strengthen thee out of Zion. Remember all thy burnt offerings and accept thy burnt sacrifice. Grant thee according to thine own heart and fulfill all thy counsel. We will rejoice in thy salvation and in the name of our God, we will set up our banners. The Lord fulfill all thy petitions. Now I know that the Lord saveth his anointed. He will hear him from his holy temple. With the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots and some in horses. But we will remember the name of the Lord, our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen and stand upright. Say, Lord, let the king hear us when we call. Some trust in chariots and horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. We have to trust in the name of the Lord our God. We cannot trust in chariots and horses. We cannot trust in, in witchcraft. We cannot trust in mediums we must trust in the lord there's no place for witchcraft in the christian's life i repeat there's no place for rich witchcraft in the christian's life signs and wonders do not prove that the prophet is from god If we are looking for signs and wonders alone, it's no proof that the prophet is from God. There's a lot of um, evils in this life. There are a lot of people who are not children of God who can show you signs and wonders. And if you um, don't 
understand God's word, you fall for it. And you think that you're doing God's work just because somebody has a Bible and with a, a, a glass of water and a flag in their yard and a Bible hope on their bed and a cross doesn't mean that they are of God. And because they do some marvelous things does not mean that they are children of God. God clearly states, according to Leviticus 19, verse 31, he says, he says um, Leviticus 19, verse 31, regard not them that have familiar spirit, neither seek after wizard to be defined by them. I am the Lord your God. Clearly, according, the Bible said we should not seek after those who have familiar spirit. Leviticus 20, verse 6. Leviticus 20, verse 6 says, um, And the soul that turneth after such as have familiar spirit and after wizard to go a whoring after them, I will even set my face against that soul and will cut him off from among his people. The Bible does not want us to go after those wizards and witches or people who have familiar spirit. The Bible does not want us to go after them. Deuteronomy chapter 18, Deuteronomy 18, verse 9 to 14 he says when thou art come into the land which Lord thy God giveth thee thou shalt not learn to do after the abomination of those nations there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or his daughter to pass through the fire or that use the divination divination or an observer of times or an enchanter or a witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirit or a wizard or a necromancer for all that do these things are an abomination unto the lord and because of these abominations To the, the Lord thy God hath driven them out from before thee. Thou shalt not be thou shalt be perfect with the Lord thy God. For these nations which thou shalt possess hearkened unto observers of time and unto diviners. But as for thee, the Lord thy God hath not suffered thee so to do. It's clear. We are not supposed to be um seeking after um, wizards and witches and necromancers. We are not supposed to be seeking after them. The Lord expressly said we should not do that. And as like, like according to Philippians chapter 
uh, four, he said, um, Philippians chapter four, if, uh, let, let me find it now, Philippians chapter four, uh, I want to verse six, I think it is, or four. Philippians four, mm -hmm. Philippians four, verse six, said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. In everything. No matter what it is. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. These are the things that we do. And um Last, last scripture that I want to um, find is Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. Though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her, and that right well. The heathen raged, the kingdoms were moved, he uttered his voice, the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he have made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariots in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. So when we have problems, when things don't go well, as we mentioned this morning, we in our Sabbath school lesson, there are times when we are tested and there's not anything wrong we have done. We have been tested. But we still need to examine ourselves to make sure that our walk with God is right. Make sure we're following um, in the footstep of our Lord. Make sure we're doing the right thing. Make sure that our lives match up with God's word. Take responsibility. First, when David had a problem, he took re responsibility. Say, have mercy upon me, O Lord, according to your loving kindness. Blot out my transgression. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Cleanse me from my sin. I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Purge me with his son. David took responsibility. 
We must take responsibility. And we should not go about blaming others that this is why I am not succeeding. Because somebody go behind me, go somewhere and work out some things that I don't succeed. Your children go to school. Don't live believing that somebody is stopping them from succeed. Take responsibility. Pray for your children. Encourage them to have faith in God. Remember the scripture that said, no weapon that's formed against thee shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against thee in judgment, you will condemn. Take responsibility. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of God. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give unto them eternal life and no man shall pluck them out of my hand. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He left me the paths of righteousness. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the, sorry, he leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Remember the promises in the scripture. And trust in the Lord at all times. Take responsibility. And all it will be well. The Lord bless you. And let's pray that God will um, speak to us and we can have confidence in God because He's sure and we can depend on Him.